The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Greetings and welcome to the Capital Week. <laughs> take two. <laughs> take two. Take 48. One take Howard, they call me. Greetings yeah. and welcome to the Capital Weekly Podcast. I'm John Howard, the editor of Capital Weekly, and I am joined by Anthony York, our special guest. Uh, hi. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> and Tim Foster. Hello. We're getting and, the band uh, back together. And we're here to talk about a lot of things, but mostly about the Capital Weekly Top 100 list. Anthony York, you may or may not know, was there at the birth of this list 10 years ago. It's actually been been 10 years. It's, it's actually been imagine. over 10 years because it was yeah. April. One of the, I was one of the original midwives <laughs> of this baby. <laughs> um, and I have a little hair left. I have My beard is white now, and you haven't changed a bit. Um, but what do you think about this list after 10 years? So what, any takeaways? You can't mention any names, by the way, on this year's list because, you know, we like to keep the tension growing. What is, what is, the, what is the Sinatra line from my way? Regrets? I've had a few. <laughs> this is like a, this is a list of them here. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure we, we uh, understand understood fully the uh, the monster we were creating when we did this yeah, 10 years ago but totally. um but hey it's still a must read and that was that was the intent we were a sensationalist clickbait before there was clicking yep. uh so uh, and we weren't ashamed at all <laughs> yeah exactly. shameless that said shameless that right right, right. Uh, but um but you know but i think it is it is a an interesting looking through the the history of these lists it is sort of an you you do get a sense of of what has changed and you sort of get the in its own way, it, it is a historical document, uh, imperfect though it may be, and we can get into that. I'm What's sure. that it's about like, the first draft of history? Yeah. First is tragedy, then is farce. No, no, no that's, uh, that's something different. But yes, um, but but it really. Do, I mean, you can you can look at the names at the towards the top of these lists historically, and um, and in the in the new book there is, I guess the one thing we can say is there's a there's a list of the other lists, um, so you can you can chart the history of the list and. Through that, through this document, you really can sort of chart a little bit about the political history of California over the last decade. It's, um, I, I know it started, we were basically having fun sort of reward your friends well, and, and punish your enemies. To be honest, let's actually give credit where credit is due. This started with Mike Maniscalco, the advertising guy for Capital Weekly, who said, hey, couldn't you guys do a list of the top 100 senators or something like that? And you said, no, but we could do the list of the 100 people who are not elected. And I think I think it's all Mike Metascalco and your dad who loved the idea. Yeah, of I, I don't remember Mike, but I do remember your dad. And he wanted to do electeds. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and that is on the list we... we we chose to do the opposite, right? This is right, I, right, this is right. my because um, it was my dad, and I'm the kid. I have to do yeah. a version, but sort of the opposite, right? <laughs> yeah, right, of course. Uh, but where we did your rebellion? We, well, we wanted no electeds. Right? That would just be too right. easy, and we, and we thought that that would be just um, a function of who's in what office more than it is yeah. anything else. Uh, and and I think the idea of the electeds dates back to. Uh, to the California Journal, and where, where we all worked at one point in time, yeah. um, and uh, the minis, the Minerva Awards, that that ranked all of the electeds in, in a variety of categories, one through 120, which and uh, resulted as the one-time <laughs> circulation guy, I can tell you that every year after that came out, or was it every two years, we would get 
uh, call from the bottom elected Always. who would cancel his subscription oh. or his or her subscription. <laughs> this is like clockwork, like the day after the thing would yeah, come out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like it's like any other uh, you know, like any other politics book. They say the first thing you do is you you read it from the back to see if you're in the index, right? <laughs> so, uh, but that was on uh, the California Journal uh, on, on the on the minis. Uh, everyone would always look to see. I think intelligence was one of the categories, yeah. and you always look to see who's at the bottom of it. So, um, you know, as uh, and, and I think it really does, it really has, I mean, I mentioned this in, in sort of the foreword to this year's edition, um, you know, about Capital Weekly, too, and it's sort of the evolution of, of Capital Weekly, where before before we all got involved, it really was known as the paper that published all the salaries, right? People grabbed it quarterly for that reason to see who was making what and if they were making more yeah. than their friends. It was a list of sorts. In eight-point agate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like 64 pages and 8 point agate. So those 45 and younger who could actually read the type or you know without their magnifying glass. Um and um and now I think, you know, this thing uh for better or for worse, you know, to some extent defines the publication. So uh, apologies about that. <laughs> John has cursed your name more than once. I can say yeah, that. You know, I knew my ears were burning. So I knew it. I knew it. Well, I think um the idea of just having sort of a fun list originally was, I, I think, we got in as having fun. and then, But slowly, people started taking it more seriously than it was worth. The first call I ever got about this list, we announced it. And an, un- an unnamed political consultant called and said, hey, how much does it cost to get on the list? <laughs> <laughs> and that was like, yeah, we got a couple of those. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and some that's intense lobbying so. once the word got out. And, and, you know, I mean, this was my sort of... Uh, I wanted to, in that first list especially, and I don't know if, if it's changed a little bit since then, but I always wanted to make a list of, of 100, but didn't want to say 100 what, right? And not in any particular order. Mm-hmm. Didn't want it to be necessarily most powerful, although I think that is the default of how people read these lists. Uh-huh. But but because, I mean, for me, I, there, there's kind of an absurd quality to these things, right? I mean, all th- these lists are imperfect, again. Uh, and and so, but but to your point, I mean, people take them very seriously, and it you know they, I mean they I walk around the Capitol, and you know I mean you see people have these have framed copies of their drawings in their office and where they were on the top one hundred list, and you know it becomes it becomes a thing. Um, so even though we don't say a hundred what, <laughs> <laughs> as we start, I don't know what it is, but I know I want to be on it. So, <laughs> as hey. we begin the second decade of the top one hundred list, oh, that's the, that's kind of how we're going to do it. Yeah. The top one hundred. So top, what? We're going <laughs> to rename it the top one hundred what? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it is. You know, I do feel like the earlier lists had sort of more like documentation of the capital community, like people who were were when you thought about the capital, they were people you thought of. They didn't necessarily really have that much clout, but they were just really embedded in the community over there that was centered on the capital. And I feel like now it's kind of gotten, maybe because we have to justify it, like why is that person on there? And you can't just say, because everybody likes them. Yeah, right. You know, like them. Yeah. That's, a hard, that's a harder justification. And so I think I feel like it has shifted more to people who have clout or have some, yeah. you know, some ability to either get people elected or get legislated yeah. legislation through or something like that. I know that. the early list, the descriptions yeah. were one line, <laughs> then two lines, <laughs> then they went up to 50 words or 60 words, then 120 words and three paragraphs. Yeah, and blurb. And then, um, but you know, but this year's list sort of re- reminds me more of, of 2011 in that it's the first year of a new administration. And I think because of that, it is, it is more instructive and more informative than, um, 
you know, by by 2017, 2018, it's a lot of the same names yeah, because totally the Brown administration... Well, first of all, the nature of the Brown administration didn't change very much, yeah. right? And... and um, but with Newsom, you know, I mean, it, it, it is a whole new, a lot of new a names, whole new names sure. and Absolutely. new faces this year. And so I think that adds to the utility this year. Normally the list is a pointless, useless document, but yeah. this year might We've actually be worth something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this the, year's uh, a little less useless than normal. So hey, You put your saying. finger right on the, the hardest thing about this year's list yeah. was getting a hold, getting your arms around who is doing what in the horseshoe. When we started the list, it wasn't even filled yet. In fact, it still isn't. And then it started getting filled, I think, with a lot of people, several of whom doing the same job, it seemed. Right. Uh, but names we weren't familiar with. And getting around that, I think, was probably the hardest thing about the list. Uh, other than that, it was fairly routine, I think, pretty much. There are a couple things going into it. We do want we, to, we've made an informal target of doing a 20% change. We just picked that number out of the mm-hmm. air. But having a, a, a list that's refreshed each time so that there's some value in actually going to it and having... So there's not an entitlement that somebody's on it all the time, although we do have people that are on it all the time. Yeah, we're, we're just ask, saying who's, who's been on for nine years in a row and it's like... Uh, you're saying I, I think Donald Lucas probably has been on every list mm-hmm. since the beginning up to at least last year and no spoilers. Probably uh, Reed, too, <laughs> I would think. Maybe. Aaron Reed, probably, um, although I have not... We did not look at all these. Yeah. yeah. But it's interesting that um, people take it more seriously because it's really, it reminds me of high school. You know, the cutest couple on absolutely. campus and, you know. Absolutely. The yeah. president of the chess club or. It is high school. Uh, well, Capital Weekly is sort of the yearbook of the, of, 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 of the capital culture. And there is a lot about the capital that resembles high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally true. Well, Although, actually, high school, there's probably a higher maturity level in most. Who was the guy school. that was a Swiss wrestling expert? Remember one year there was. Oh yes, uh, who was it? It was, it was called swimming or swimming or something. There's <laughs> sounds like an SCTV skit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think another thing in the in the list that really helps it uh, are the line drawings. I think earlier ones, remember we had photos. Yeah, right? boy, let me tell you, as the guy in charge of getting photos, first off, the very first time we did the book, the actual printed edition of the like magazine style book. I was in charge of getting all the photos, and we got to the last draft, literally 10 minutes before we signed off to the printer, and John says, that sure doesn't look like Bob White. Mind you, this has gone through five drafts, and he goes, I don't think, and it was another Bob White, and it looked almost like Bob White. It was an old white guy with white hair, and it was a very grainy photo, as you you were finding six, seven years ago on the internet. And luckily, I then pulled up, and he goes, that's Bob White. And we managed to substitute. They literally, we were within a hair's breadth of publishing the wrong photo, which would have been a little different with drawings. Who are The drawings, I should say, are done by Chris Sherry, who is a cartoonist and artist from Stockton, California. And I found out about him because I had seen a poster for a rock and roll show in Sacramento, and there was a cartoon drawing of a guy named Tom Hutchinson, who's a local local minor celebrity uh, from from Pennsylvania, relocated to California. But anyway, it looked exactly like him. And as a person who was a commercial artist for seven years, I can tell you that drawing something that looks like someone is one of the hardest things to do. So I really noticed it, and I assumed it was a an algorithm somebody had fed into a computer and it spit out this line drawing. And then later I saw another line drawing that I immediately recognized was the same style of another person that was local. And I said, no, this is actually somebody drawing these, and they're really good. So yeah. I tracked right. him down, and 
uh, said, would you be interested in doing a hundred drawings <laughs> for this book? And he was a little skeptical, but finally agreed to do it if I gave him enough notice. And then in classic form, John and I did not have the list finalized whatsoever. So we ended up doing 130 drawings that first year, of which we only used 100. Oh, my God. But we paid for all 130. <laughs> but... Uh, but did, you send, it, did you send the other thirty their uh, their <laughs> consolation? Prizes? We keep hoping they'll make it in. Some of them may, later made it in. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's but that's uh, yeah. But so we yeah, have them on file now. We have yeah, line, line drawings on file. I think every year we probably get about 110, 115 yeah. drawings, and we end up at the last minute we weeding it down to a hundred. So your drawing, if you're listening, your drawing may be sitting in my filing cabinet <laughs> right now. Congratulations, uh, number 104. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so shout out to Chris Sherry, who does uh, does great stuff and and normally is running around with punk rockers and the Descendants and all and, uh, you know, all these other bands and doing their drawings. Language. I know, exactly. That's, that's Just saw him doing a drawing of the Minutemen, and I thought of you. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But anyway, he's thing. great. He's, like, incredibly fast. And for those of you listening who are actually in the book, if you haven't already bought your original drawing, he did let us uh, make those available. So if you if you love your drawing, you may be able to buy it. Awesome. So. And everybody looks good in a drawing. People sometimes <laughs> don't like their photos, but the drawings look good. Although we do get complaints. <clears throat> Believe me. Always. Well, that's what the list is about. The list is about soliciting complaints. Yes. It's an open invitation for uh, everybody who... Uh, in the community to talk about everything they hate about you, We're your selection process, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's what, that's why we do it, right? The most, <laughs> that's, that's the, the worst complaints we get. I mean, I think the, at least the ones I've received are not about the list. They're about the polling we do, and we do polling. Paul Mitchell works with. He does right. polling, and they use the Survey Monkey, uh-huh. and so he gets the emails who, who to send questions from the voter list from the Secretary of State from the state. The emails are public record. Right. So we contact people. They don't know that they're public record, uh, and some of them are very emphatic. They would. I'd be delighted to talk to them about the top one hundred. They're not interested. In it. Yeah. <laughs> you get my email. Yeah. You know. So you, John, is actually you've actually been stopped on the street and yelled at. Uh, well, in the Capitol, uh, in a corridor in the Capitol, not far from the governor's office, uh, one person did yell at me. Well, when I believe that there is a person who is now no longer located in the state of California. But uh, grabbed you on the K Street Mall. Oh yes, I forgot about that one. Quite yeah. loudly uh, berated you for yes. not for no longer including him on the list. And I did get a call one morning, <laughs> seven o'clock. I'm at my home. Office. I mean, barely awake, looking at the computer, and I got a phone call uh, from a person who had been on the list before. A, was not a on lobbyist, that yeah. Uh, who asked me what was going on. That wasn't the, his exact words, but it was... <laughs> that, that was I mean, it was, if I remember right, the exact words were, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, well, but, uh, but I mean, but that just, way, it just shows how seriously people, people take this. Like, yeah. you, know. you know, the yeah. truth is, out of every 100 people that are on this list, we could have 250. Yeah. That would equally... So there's a validity, some validity in the list, and there's just as much, if not more... Offside the list, offline, so to speak. You know, you could take there. How many lobbying firms in there we could get? What do you do with a firm like KP that has a zillion people? And we pick two. Uh, what do you do with uh, Aaron Reed? Um, he's got all these great lobbyists. What do you do with? Uh, you know, I can think of half a dozen now. So we just how do you solve a problem like Maria? Like this was Maria. a question during the Schwarzenegger era. You close your eyes and you throw. <laughs> I can't remember where it was Maria. She was in the top something, top few. Maria was in there, yeah. yeah. Top five. She had to be top five during Schwarzenegger, right? Uh, Maria Shriver, number four on the first list. Sounds right. 
on the first list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Steve Merckx, number six. Wow, looking at this old list. Um, it's like a memory lane. Yeah. I forgot all about him. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> it's not like a couple of full-page ads. We may want to edit this out after. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and then what was the first list? I think the thing I hear about more, it's like mostly from just people who know, but that uh, the lobbyist for CMA which Jody Hicks was above her boss. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. by a substantial margin, yeah. uh, and I think that was that was interesting. You know, I didn't even realize it when we did it. We didn't particularly care, but other people <laughs> did. <laughs> we heard um, that Susan Kennedy had sent uh, a note to one of the people on the list. She was number one, and she had sent a note to somebody like who was number seventeen or eighteen oh, right, or something. Right, right. Uh, from number one to number eighteen, how you do? <laughs> so it mostly is fun we do try to have a fresh number each time around if we can get people into it in one way this year was easy it was hard in terms of penetrating the horseshoe but it was easier in that we were able to take a lot of people off the list we had some vacancies because people retired or left administrations changed sure. so that was easier um diana dooley had been on the list health and human welfare yeah. you know human services secretary also chair covered california she'd be on the list for a number of years but now she has departed or Eric Bauman is not on the list Brown. now. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and Gus Brown. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And but you know, but without without giving too much away, there are some folks who who uh, also you know uh, constitute a through line from yes. from Brown yes. to Newsom and retain the, their place in the uh, the upper echelon of this list. Yes, right? that's so. right. And yeah. we spell their names correctly this time. Oh boy. You can fix them online, right? Yes, I know. That's the which magic of the internet, which is great, too. Absolutely. Well, and, and, you know, one thing talking about the list and who makes it and who doesn't, I've always felt like the top 50, you kind of have to get that right. Because it's like if you're in the 50 most politically connected people, that should be somewhat obvious. But the last 20, I feel like there's probably, you, like John said, you could probably have 200 people. You could make a good argument belong in that 80 to 100 so we just sort of, I feel like we just kind of rotate them yeah. around and, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way to really, you know, really do it. I mean, it does depend on timing. It depends on the bills. And, and, yeah. and these lists do reflect that a little bit. Like I what, think it does. Yeah. What bills are, are hot or what issues are hot. This year, obviously, housing is an issue. Yeah. The PG&E wildfire thing is a big issue. So there will be people that made it on really based yeah. on that. So it's I weird. See. We talk about the list and just, you know, trade ideas about it. and agonizingly come up with a number for somebody finds out that person was on that same number last year yep. <laughs> it's yep. just amazing how mine goes and does the same does the same thing what do you remember when putting the list together um, what was your first thought about when it first appeared what did you think did we hit the nail on the head or you know uh, the uh, angry phone calls or? we got for not having enough women on our first list yeah, okay. that's that stands <laughs> yes. out that stands out though, though there was a woman at the top of that list and uh, and, and I think just as a, again a cursory glance of this year's list sort of shows a uh, um, you know whether it's an evolution in the thinking of the list makers or a, a change in sort of the reality but I mean I think I think it's that, fear uh, <laughs> amen <laughs> long may she reign <laughs> um, but I, but you know and look I mean like you know we that we made mistakes. You guys have perfected it now, but when I was there, we made plenty of mistakes. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I mean, I think that's, and you know, it's a, lear- a learning process, but it was also an indication of how seriously, I mean, it was such, I think we were putting it together, it was kind of a lark. 
Yeah. yeah. And I didn't fully appreciate how seriously yeah. people Me would take you know, Speaking it. of, I just totally did a quick true. count. There were, as I, I'm just quickly counting this, but I think there were less than 15 women on the first list. So, oh yeah, I'm sure you got scorched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Why me? You guys made the list. I was just a, <laughs> a rubber stamp. It was just Mike Beniscalco in the back <laughs> right. with a with yeah. a slide rule. You know what's funny too? I remember getting um, uh, complaints about not enough people. It was all inner city Sacramento. It was all capital. It's all and what happened to L.A. And we actually wound up, I think, getting people from the L.A. area. There was a whole L.A. labor force. L.A. labor activist, Los Angeles politics piece that the, we didn't really pick up on until later. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. so, it's sort of a tail wagging the dog. In a way, L.A. is obviously you know, a powerhouse in California. Yeah, and like, and and that's why I think we had covered by not saying what the list was, yeah, right? Was good. it capital really like power it, yeah. brokers? Is it capital power brokers? Is it statewide? Is it just people whose names we know how to yeah. spell correctly? I mean, what what is the list? I saw one so, list. Not to get too um, meta. I, I I don't know if it was the Times, but I saw a list a few years ago that had the power players in Los Angeles, but it didn't rank them. Yeah, they were like alphabetically. You got to rank them. You have to rank them one to whatever it is, you know, and then recognizing you've made all these errors, but ranking them is really kind of worth. And then you leave town the next day and leave a, you know, have an email that says, I'm not taking calls. I remember, you know, back probably maybe a couple of years after the first list came out, we did a list of, I want to say the 10 best mayors, something capitally, 10 best California mayors. And there was no ranking. It was just alphabetical. You right. guys refused to rank them. Um, We'd learned our lesson. Your dad loved those lists, by the way. Oh, yeah, well. You know what? People read them. I mean, it's like, especially in this era and the way that media consumption has changed, I think even, um, you know, because you can consume it so quickly, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, right, And it's yeah. pretty easy. Everybody understands numbers and rankings and names. That's basically what it is, you yeah. know. So. We well, had like, one question. I remember... This was Shane's suggestion. I don't know what was wrong that day, but he said, hey, what about, how about most annoying lobbyists? <laughs> so we, we did that. That's why and that guy will never go far. Never. Uh, Shane Goldmark. He'll never go far. You know? <laughs> and uh, somebody, I, I wasn't in the office, but the next day somebody showed up. And Malcolm McLaughlin was in the office, and this lobbyist was about six foot three or four. And, and very def- annoying. And, and very physically intimidating. <laughs> You know, and he really worked uh, Malcolm over, so to speak. Um, that was probably the dumbest question we ever asked at Capital <laughs> Weekly. I, I truly believe. Oh, that. right, for yeah. the experts. That's right. I think I was on vacation experts that expand. week. That was if it. memory serves, I think I was. You gone were. You weren't there. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was smart of you. Yeah, that was very good. No, I think that's how that anyway. Yeah. No. No. Totally true. Totally true. <laughs> um, is there any changes you'd like to see in the way we do this thing, or you know? Uh, how we present it, or how I mean, we cash awards would be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, we joked about getting everyone a hat, a top one hundred. We make one hundred oh, oh. hats. Now, That's a great now, idea. Now you're sounding yeah, like my yeah. Dad. Guess my who's got to fundraise like those hats? Yeah, <laughs> those are expensive, but the hats. Uh, no, but no. We're, That's we're a great idea. We're yeah. a starving, struggling nonprofit. Yeah, that's right. You know, I did get a call from someone who just out of the blue called me, and he's someone that's not on the list, but he works with all the folks that are. He said, you know, you're doing this backwards. He's like, I got named to a list, which I won't name. And he said, they said, hey, we're going to put you on this list and we're having this big party and whatever. Would you be interested in sponsoring it? And he said, I wrote a check for $10,000 that day. He's like, you need to release the list, then call people, then do your book and do the party. And we're like, well, that's not very fun, is it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's why we're a struggling nonprofit as opposed to uh, to who's who. 
the integrity of this ridiculous document is yeah. is, is, is is paramount. So, yeah. Um, well, it is. It really is sort of. It's very subjective. Obviously, we always talk about. It. I know every year we do the list. I, you're one of my first calls, and who should be on this list? And I, um, I see most of my suggestions were ignored here. Yes, but that's, okay. Yeah, so. that's okay. That's okay. We can Puts blame, so you can blame Anthony York for this list. Not only it's uh, Arnold Spurs York Spurs. did not make it on again, yeah, as, yeah, yeah, despite yeah. your suggestions. No, that was not. That was not my, not my suggestion. You know, I've had people say, why do you do this? Why don't you do a list of uh, staff members in the Capitol? Great idea. Why don't you do the lobbyists? Great idea. Really hard. It's got to be more than just billing. So try and figure that one out. Um, it just It's really hard to do it. So it's easier to put them all together and then you kind of play it off against each other. Well, we actually, you know, we had, that's the biggest problem you can talk about is the board members. What do we do with our board members? Some of whom make it on this list. Some of them don't. Some of whom were on this list long before there was ever a board because it was when before we were a nonprofit. And there's been an argument that maybe if you join the board, you immediately are no longer on. And my argument you made against that, that argument, nobody likes that. Though. Right. Well, for me, it makes an argument because then it in to a certain degree, it invalidates the list because how do you like Donna Lucas was on an early on an early uh, she was an early board member. How in the world do you have a top 100 list without Donna Lucas on it? I mean, these days. We could yeah. do it. Wouldn't be a problem. But it would just be not, yeah. <laughs> She'd resign from the board so she could be on the list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, absolutely. So I just, you just have to kind of occasionally know that the board members yeah. might not be that happy if yeah. they're not on. Or, yeah. You're but, cross to bear. Yeah. 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 But we're doing it again this year. And uh, in our 11th year, we've got to do something. What do we do for our 11th year? We had a special, this year has been kind of like special. a spinal tap theme. Yeah. This I like one goes that. to 11. That's true. And a little Stonehenge will come down. That's right. Uh, will be the drummer of like the exploding. God, that was a great movie. Yeah. It's time to look at spinal tapping. Yeah. So was, there, we, was there really a group named Spinal Tap? Well, I mean, there is well, now. There is yeah. now, right. Yeah. I saw a review. I thought this was a joke in the Chronicle. The Chronicle years ago had this reputation of putting strange things in the paper that weren't really, I mean, even remotely true. What was that, Rob Gunnison? And they did a, <laughs> no, and they did a review <laughs> of Spinal Tap. And I'd seen Spinal Tap like the year before. I thought, wait, no. And I looked at the photo. The photos they had, I think, were from the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. they did go on tour. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. later yeah. on. They did, yeah. They're really good. Uh, Lenny yeah. from Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his finest work. And my mom's ex-boyfriend. But that's another. Oh, that's right! Yeah. I forgot. Which was that. your mom's best player? Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Anyway. The bass player. Yeah. If I remember yeah. right. Derek the, oh, the bass player. Was Derek he the guy with the, with the mutton <laughs> chops. Was yeah. He yeah. 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 There you go. I forgot all about that. Yeah. How did he not make it on the top? Of the <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Who's by the way, charge? so speaking of tenth anniversary, there we are having our big tenth anniversary party at the Sutter Club on August twentieth. 5.30 to 7.30. Here it comes. Shameless plug. Here it comes. Shameless plug. When is it now? 5.30 p.m.? 5.30 to 7.30. Charlie Beatty Trio, uh, which I think is, I don't know, it's kind of gypsy jazz stuff, is playing uh, guitar, accordion, bass. August 20th. August 20th. And, uh, yeah, just go on our website. There's all details. If you need to go and see and be seen, drink tons of free alcohol and and have some snacks. It's kind of like the back to session bash if you take out all the money. That's... (laughs) Right. And, the, and the dancers and the dancers any suggestions here one last question or do we have more time sure okay uh, who should be on this list that you now you've seen it we've given you a no oh, you meeting. can't because then they know they're yeah. not no no but who should be do you think next year really with a high number on this list 
well, I mean, it's so hard to know, right? I mean, power is, if, assuming that's what this is, it's such a fickle mistress, John. It's uh, and a powerful aphrodisiac. Answer, but uh, ask me, ask me again. So Jeffrey Abs- Epstein said, "Gosh." Uh, well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> how about how about ranking? Uh, I, I don't want you to do it, but I mean, how, what's a better way uh, of ranking the lobbyists? I mean, by most people that you talk to in Sacramento, lobbyists really do run a lot of, they really run the table in a lot of ways, obviously. Really right. smart, hired guns, got all these issues, on and on and on. So how, what do we... Well, and the hard thing about that, too, is a lot of them are invisible by design, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are folks who are more high profile, but then there are folks who make who make their, their bones by, by operating behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And so... Um, it's hard. I mean, any of these things are highly subjective, right? I mean, just by definition, they are. And so yeah. you're trying to quantify something that is, by definition, subjective. That's sort of, uh, it's kind of a, a, a an absurdist undertaking. Yeah. So um, how's that for a dodge? Yeah. No, that that's a good totally dodge? true, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and how do you take someone that's maybe a campaign strategist yeah. and compare them to a capital staffer and compare them to a lobbyist who's billing billions of dollars a year? They're not... They're in the same world, but they're not That's on the true. same plane. And trying to then fit them all into a numbered system, it's pretty... Yeah, no, I agree. That's true. Yeah. And how about campaign strategists when there are no campaigns? Yeah. At least we do off a numbered year. Yeah. yeah. Well. One thing you keep hearing, you ask people about that, is they say, well, it's not the candidate campaigns or the ballot initiatives particularly. In other years, they're working on IEs and putting them all together. Excuse me, there's lots of money going on out there and all. But it's, it's hard to know that for sure, you know. Indeed, yeah. it is. Oh, there are a couple new names here for me too. I'm, I'm going to learn a little something reading yeah, this I year's told. list. Well, so. you know, it's, we do sell. You know, there's the we put this online, obviously, and then we also publish it in the book, and we make copies of the book available to people who want to buy them. And it's interesting. Every year, I get calls from a few nonprofits who order a small batch of them, and said, "Hey, you know, I actually hand this out to everyone that we work with, and said you need to know these people. Yeah. You need to know who these people are, and." You know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, because on the off chance they're stuck in the elevator with somebody that's, <laughs> sure. you know, known on known as a donor or known as a supporter. They can say, hey, by the way, aren't you so and so? You know, by the way, we do this or we do that. Thought, yeah. You know, that's kind of the, well, the value is kind of giving, you know, the average person who would or you know, the average person who has an interest in politics has never heard of 98 percent of these people. Absolutely. So I think it's Absolutely. kind of a you know yeah. way to educate yourself on something that is important to a tiny sliver of people but it's very important to them yeah no and and it is a good primer for i mean it's such a bubble i mean california politics it's such a a highly specialized for you know it's like for as little as people know about washington insiders right that's it's a much bigger and more high profile situation than um, than california and so and when you have people there are a lot of interests and and people who need to navigate these waters and this list is a good i mean it's a it's it's a useful reference especially for and we hear the most from the people who are fellow insiders right and who you know that's those are the people you get the feedback from yeah but the utility i think really comes for people who who maybe not as plugged in and aren't involved and aren't engaged on the day-to-day the way many of these people are you know we look at the list i mean i look at it and i've seen a market decline in a Republican presence in the Oof. list. Obviously, yeah. it reflects the yeah. state and sure. all, but but it makes me uncomfortable. But I still think the list remains valid, even though there's yeah. less of that presence there. You know. Well, yeah, they have what? Don't the Dems have two thirds majorities in both houses yeah. at this point? So, yeah. and the registration 
statewide is actually less than decline to state. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but they're individual consultants. I would think if you're a, a Republican candidate looking for election, you probably have, uh, you know, a few really top drawer or maybe many top drawer consultants to go to. But there seem to be less, fewer and fewer and fewer. You know, we've still got Matt Rexroad. So I'm Matt Rexroad. Yeah. We'll always have Rexroad. We'll always have Rexroad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the list that, you know, John's talking about the list of lobbyists, the list of the staffers, the list I would love to see separate from this would be a list not a ranking, but just a who's who of capital journalists, because, you know, I think the average person really doesn't have any idea of that. First off, I don't think they read bylines much anyway. But the idea that these yeah. are people with personalities and there are people with other connections and everything and what they do, I think that maybe because yeah. I work in journalism, I would think it would be interesting. But I think it would be kind of a, a thing that would be of value and kind of update that. But Ooh, rank the journalists. I, I like know. it. Oh, yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Tupper asked me that one time. He said, do you really want to be in the business of, of ranking journalists? Like, no, no. We'll just outsource that to yeah. all the, That's what the, J all the communications do. consultants. We'll just take a vote among them of yeah. who's the best journalist. Oh, man, that would be it. Uh, I'd like to see the crosstabs on that one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll ask Paul, see if yeah. he wants to Paul, do can you actually create a poll, actually, of the journalists uh, and, sure and mail it out to all I'm the sure communications consultants? <laughs> Be hilarious. Uh, yeah. So. Well, we're glad to have it done. Anyway, amen. it's you know off our back for another year. Uh, right after the reception, we're leaving town like we usually do. Sadly, right after nice. the reception, we're doing our one annual print edition of the Capital Weekly yeah. that somehow piggybacks this yeah. thing every year because we're poor planning. Open enrollment time. Twenty-four exactly. pages, baby. <laughs> That's right. So open enrollment. Keep an eye out for your issue of Capital Weekly, which will be I think hitting the stands on September fifth. Have so, you, has anybody here, we, two of us there, three of us that are here, have you changed your, your healthcare provider ever uh, during an open enrollment period, whether you're a state employee or not? This is just for the state, but I keep asking people, so did you change? Nobody changes. I just, I changed my benefit, not the provider, but I did, did change a couple, one little thing about my benefits this year for the first time. But not the provider, you got the same provider. Same provider. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not either. Well, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was a scintillating question yeah. that really drew next a week next week on insurance stuff. <laughs> With guest Rex Frazier. Yes, next week on insurance stuff. Maybe that's, we should be doing an insurance talk. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. that I'd want to do it, but maybe. Uh, yeah. We could run it late at night when people are trying to sleep. That's good. This is a good year for that. Look at all the stuff with the fires. Oh. Not to, you know, exploit fire damage and the horrific fires. That we'll be doing that in a conference on wildfires yeah, in yeah. November, actually. In November, Not as a joke. Uh Insurance talk. <laughs> See, this is how Top 100 started. Insurance you, talk. You, you better, you better yeah. stop this before some, another bad idea is hatched. Uh, I thought <laughs> politics on tap was our worst idea. Uh, <laughs> I you think can make I, a list. You can make a list. Yeah. Capital <laughs> Weekly's Top 100 Worst Ideas. I've got a few nominees. <laughs> okay, well, enough of this frivolity. Back to serious journalism. Anthony Ory, thank you very much for thank being you. on our show today. Tim Foster, thank you. Sure. And this is John Howard, and we will see you next time. We'll around. see Thanks. you August 20th at the Top 100 Party at the yes. Sutter Club. Yes, we will. Yeah, right. we will do that too. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>